Welcome back to another episode of the Hoodie and the Headband Podcast Show. It's your co-host with the most, Bryce Warner, joined by Tariq McDowell. Tariq, starting the week. You know, I gotta ask you, how you doing? I'm good, man. Can't complain. You know, we got to spend a spend a weekend with my family. Yeah. Um, you know, that's always good. Um, got to, you know, relive like some childhoodish memories. Watch wrestling with my little brother. Losing they're going crazy. Um, then watch, you know, football the next day. So just like reliving um our childhood in a way. Um man, it's like eleven thirty. This man was trying to drink on Saturday. He like, yeah, what you want? What you want to drink? I'm like, boy, I'm about to go to bed. You crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Your brother was trying to drink? I'm just saying, I'm I, I making sure I'm getting the story straight here. No one. Get him. <laughs> I can't get on him too much. I can't get on him too much because I'm not perfect, but. Nah, he, he funny, but. Yeah, that boy funny. <sighs> I told him, I said, man, we get you on a podcast ever. It's going, it's going to the moon because you're going to be out there just saying stuff with full confidence. And we <laughs> I can't even think, bro. I can't even think of how that would go. Like, it would be so unserious, dog. Bro, if we had him on and he said that. Half the thing that he told me he said. If he would have told, if he would have said on the podcast that Man Stevenson should have been a superstar. The, I'm sorry, was, I can't even hold it, dog. I'm sorry. Because, like, we might need to have him on for an episode. Just for, just for, just for shits and giggles, bro. Like, just for fun. What school he went to? <laughs> Be so like, mad. If it's like an off weekend or something, just something off, like just like a, a break in action somehow, some way. Shit this lucky would have been a per- perfect week because there ain't nothing going on NBA. Right. It would have been a perfect week. Man, but, um, but yeah, um, man. probably have more one of these days and there's just be nothing but jokes. But yeah, man, it was a good weekend. Uh, it was a, we had a weather delay this morning. So I was like, oh, we must got some snow. Man. It's in the real I walk in the door at 8 o'clock, man. It's sunny out there, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is this? Bro. I'm like, bro. I said, man, I woke up all early for no reason. Uh, so, yeah. But can't complain. You know, I'm alive. Watching some hoops as as usual. Them UConn girls got a dub. Got a dub. Y'all gonna stop playing with Paige Beckers. That's what I'm gonna say right now. Y'all gonna stop playing with Paige Beckers. That's 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 for one. And it's a new one of those on the way. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Yeah, 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 my man was on here saying some craziness. Why I had to get a Patreon for for pre pod talk. Then again, no, I don't even think we, I don't think I don't even think we, stuff we could say stuff that we say can can be behind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna further incriminate ourselves. I'll never say nothing too crazy to incriminate myself. You don't. You don't. It's normally my man's to my. Right, left. I don't know which way it's gonna be on the show, but to to your left. Yeah, to 
Yeah. 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 It's going to be a scene with. You turn around and you Damn, that's a terrible pass. Good finish, though. Um, how about you, bro? I'm good. Can't complain. I had a good weekend. Um, you know, work was cool. Oh, my, bro. No, what's talking to my boy about this, right? Because I went to go see my boy and my nephew today. And I was talking to my boy about this. I was in Walmart. I was annoyed as hell going into Walmart because my brother took my car. Without me knowing. <laughs> so I was annoyed as hell. I dropped my dad's car. Annoyed as hell walking into Walmart. First thing I see is this grown kid with a pacifier in his mouth. Kid was like five years old speaking. <laughs> five is crazy. Or he must have been a big three year old, but the kid had a pacifier in his mouth, like running around, this full on running around the store. I'm like, yo, you pass the point with that. You know you're too big for that. You know you're too big for that. That's ridiculous, bro. You know you're too big for that, bro. What is going on? I, I like I see stuff like that all the time. I, I work. In a store, like I, I work retail, so I see when the kids be too big to be put in the buggy. Like, get that kid! That kid is ten, double digits. Not a boy stuck. Word. And now we gotta, now we gotta get rid of a buggy. Now we gotta throw a buggy out uh, in the trash. Like, there was one kid sitting on the bottom of the buggy, and it was bending. I saw my coworker. I was like, "Yo, look." No, he's too big for that. And she was like, she she had no shit. She went up to him. She like, he's not supposed to be there. I was like, what? I was gonna say that. I'm gonna let you rock. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a good weekend though. Uh, was, work was cool. Outside of work was cool. Started hooping again, but I rolled my ankle. <laughs> rolled my ankle. Bad child play defense. Well, why you got that look? Why you got that look? Why you got that look? Cause I did not get, I did not get crossed. I did not get crossed. I was just regularly. Listen, where the shoes at? I was regularly moving, and the shoe did not have traction because I started playing outside in the shoe, so the shoe started losing traction. But I didn't think it would. I didn't think none of it. I thought, you know, yeah, I lost a little bit of traction, but I'm thinking everything will be good. You know, I don't think it would be too crazy. I think I still gonna have enough traction, whatever. Slipping throughout the whole night. Like, flowing get waxed. Everybody else is slipping, too. So, I was playing defense, and I just twisted my foot. And I was hooping, though. I was hooping before I twisted my ankle. This is the first game of the night, too. I was making my layups. You know I've been missing layups. I was making my layups, make shots. After that, bro, complete downhill. I mean, I'm throwing no-look passes to the other team. <laughs> no. I'm throwing hee-hees to the opposition. <laughs> Like, bro, <laughs> no, that's crazy. Me and bro talked about it today. I was like, man, I was playing good, and then, like, I hurt my leg. Like, I hurt my foot. He's like, yeah, he was dumb enough. Like, everybody was dumb enough at first game. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, after I hurt my foot, started messing with my mental decision-making and stuff, whatever, like, I got the – I even got a rebound or a steal. And I'm thinking my man trailing. So I just should have all nice real quick. I look back, they go in the other direction. I said, look, I'm like, and hey, other direction. I said, damn. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Listen, man, I mean, hey, that's all good. Though. I'll be back 
I'll be back and I'll be I'll play better. It's that was my first time playing in about a month. Like I'm being dead, like for real, for real. First time playing in about a month. So all in all, though, I'm good. Uh, we talked about some funny things before the pod. I'm trying to think of what other thing I had to bring up on the pod. Retaining my week. Oh no, like I said, saw my nephew, and my my and my bro today. I was like, yeah, we got. I was like, yeah, where the baseball at? You gotta get you gotta get this the Shohei money. Come on, <laughs> you gotta get them seven hundred. You gotta get them seven hundred M's. You gotta get you started now. You see what they you see what they offering? Come on now, we got you walk it. You gotta get you started. You 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 trying to walk? You try you try to stand up on your own? As soon as you stand up, you get that bat in your hand. We working on that balance. We working on that change up, youngin. You gonna be both ways. We working on that two speed, that four speed. We, listen, we working on that curveball. Listen, we working on we working on something, sir. Working on something. You 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 was a chosen one. But no, nah, all in all, though, had a good weekend, had a good day, and yeah. So speaking of this good weekend, um, we had the in season tournament final, NBA Cup final, first ever NBA Cup. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, as we ask each other every week. What caught your eye this week, this past week? Probably more so pertaining to the in-season tournament because I filled up most of this week was. Yeah. So. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, honestly. Yes. I mean, he was the – he was like the – another he didn't win the MVP, but he was the MVP of the in-season tournament just because how much excitement he was bringing – uh, the things he was doing from night to night, I mean, back-to-back games with 15 plus assists, no turnovers, insane. Like, it hadn't been done before. Like, he – like, 15 assists in one game and no turnovers is, is crazy. Back-to-back, I guess, Boston and Milwaukee at that, it's not even like he was playing Detroit and Washington. Like, he was playing Boston and Milwaukee. Two championship contenders. Like – and gave them the business. Like he was cooking. Um, it was just really fun to watch him because I mean, it was like every time he would do something, you like, dang, he gonna top that? Like, is he gonna know what he gonna do it again? Step yeah. back, last step. I'm like, the M one. Like we we were watching it before mm-hmm. last week's episode, but mm-hmm. like the the side step M one three, insane. The side step. Against Milwaukee, and then the y'all know what time it is. Dog, different. Like Dame right there, he said, "Y'all know what time it is." I love, I love stuff like that. I, I really do. I really do. Need it. We need it in the NBA, man. We I, I need really, it. I really love stuff like that because it's like it takes the attention to another level. Not so much where it's like. You know, put the pants up and, and square up, but it's like it's some heat there. You know, it's it ain't all buddy buddy. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm after y'all. You know, I'm, I'm looking. I'm coming to kill. I'm coming to, for that for it all, bro. And I'm a bro. It's all the injury, and I'm doing your celebration, bro. After I hit a clutch shot, yeah, I'm here. So, shout out to Tyrese Halliburton, man. Made it to the All Tournament team along with Giannis. AD, KD, and LeBron, as he should. 
He's arguably the best player in the whole tournament, man. Um, just doing what he did on night nightly basis, and I I'm starting to feel myself <laughs> repeat the stuff that you're saying. But yeah, no, he really took the world by storm. I'm glad he was able to have this platform and to showcase his skills, being that he's not on national TV now. I think that Boston Celtics game was his second national televised game in his career. I mean, it's mm-hmm. early. I want to say is what his third year in the, in the league. Yeah. yeah. So that's early, early in his career. But he came in in 2020. Yeah. So with that being his first, not first, his second career game on, on national television for him to show out the way he did. Like, I think a lot of people came out of this weekend knowing who the hell Tyrese Halliburton was if they didn't know already. I mean, of course we knew. Like, we, hey, we're, we're in this covering the game. Of course we, we should know. The real ones don't, but the ones that don't know the casual fans, the one that, you know, this in-season tournament is kind of appealing towards, now knows who the hell Tyrese Halliburton is for the Indiana Pacers, and they're expecting to see more of him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, man, he he really cooked up. Um, I was really hoping that – that's why I really wanted the, the Pacers to win. Cause it's like it was it was a feel good story, you know. It's like this guy comes out of nowhere, and this is what really what the in season tournament is for. It's like, yeah, this might not be a championship team that's winning or in the position to win this champion, win this NBA Cup, but this is still a good team. So it's not like it's giving a participation trophy, but it's like giving some type of incentive for the players to play. Yeah, serious at the beginning part of the season. Cause like I was talking about it with somebody, and. There's like, yeah, it's not like the timing of it. But for me, I think the timing is perfect for it. It's beginning of the season because people don't really pay attention. Like the casual fan, like when I talk to people about NBA, they're like, oh, I don't watch NBA until football is over. And so also I break when football is over, whatever. I don't really watch or I don't really watch the playoff time, you know? Oh, I don't watch till Christmas. So this beginning part of the season, outside of opening week, anybody call you Siri? Shut up. <laughs> this first part of the season where outside of opening week where you know a lot of people's attention is on college and um NFL football the reason why there's no Thursday night games on TNT because Adam Silver is scared of competition with Thursday night football even though they're on Prime now which you have to get a subscription to get on Prime to watch games now and not on cable television no more so put games back on TNT on Thursday night, Adam Silver. So, um, yeah, no, I just think this is a good effort. Like, I think this was – the games are great, highly competitive, and I'm glad that – I'm glad at the outcome, man. I mean, we've seen it happen. We've seen it work for the W the past three years and how that has went. Um, we've seen – how it's worked in other leagues and how other leagues use in-season tournaments or different incentives and stuff. We've seen it in college with the feast week games and feast week tournaments and stuff, um, the different classics and invitationals. So I'm glad that NBA has something that has that could pull this type of excitement, like a playoff atmosphere before, way before playoff time. So shout out to the NBA for this first um, in-season tournament. Shout out to the Lakers for winning the first ever NBA Cup. Now, they are hoisting a banner for this NBA Cup, but uh, let me put up the Shams um, tweet. 
Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Because uh, everybody's like, oh, they're going to hang a banner. Casual talk. I hate I hate Twitter discourse. But people are like, yeah, they're going to hold it. They're really going to hold a banner for this. Nah, 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 nah. And it's like they don't even hold up. Because, see, most teams, when they win a division, they put a division banner up. Lakers don't do that. They just put out championship banners. And Lakers, you know, the most winningest franchise, got the most championships tied with the Celtics. You know, they have they've established winning ways. And it's like, yeah, we don't do that because we got 17. So, but Shams tweeted, Los Angeles Lakers will unveil a unique NBA in-season tournament banner to honor their 2013, no, no, whoa, 2023 <laughs> in-season tournament championship. It will be a single forever banner hung on December 18th where future dates will be added should the franchise win additional in-season tournament titles in future. I like that. I like that it's one single banner rather than it just being a banner for every time they win it, you know? Now it's just like yeah. off to the side, this is how many times you won an in-season tournament. It's like a high school banner. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so I, I like it. It's not – it shows that it, it holds some significance to the NBA Cup. Now – in terms of legacy talk, in terms of all-time talk, we're going to have to just wait and see how that plays out because we're still waiting to see how it plays out in the W. Like, we've had three different teams win the Commissioner's Cup in the W. Um, and we've seen it not really get too too much – to um, get talked about too much, but it does get talked about. I mean, Aces, when they won their championship, they did win their Commissioner's Cup before that. Um, they were in the commercial cup last year, lost to the Liberty. Liberty met the in the finals again, like never high stakes game. So I mean, most times like who did the 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 um storm beat the first year? Storm beat Connecticut. That's what I was about to say. I I felt like it was Connecticut. But most times the teams that are in the battle end up Close to the finals are in the finals as far as, like, the commissioners go. go. Now we'll have to wait and see how these teams um, end up towards the playoffs on whatever, see how far they get in the playoffs. Um, I like how I like how they celebrated. Sure, yeah, they didn't celebrate like it was a championship. They celebrated like it was an in-tournament season. I mean, in-season tournament. And Tyrese Halliburton felt – some emotion behind it. You could see in the press conference, he felt some emotion behind it. Like, but you could tell it wasn't like it didn't him the way a championship would hit him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all right, we still got the rest of the season to focus on. Yeah, we really weren't the winners, but we still got the rest of the season to focus on. So I don't think people discount it, especially because of the performances we've seen with it. And this is no different than the bubble. The bubble counts just as what just as much as the in season tournament counts, in my opinion. Like, yeah, people want to call it the, the NBA AAU tournament. Cool. But same time, uh, you got to go out there and, and ball out. The Lakers don't win if Anthony Davis don't go out there and get 40 and damn 20. I'm proud of Anthony Davis, too. Anthony Davis responded to all the criticism he's been receiving the past couple of years and looking like a serious a serious uh, uh, center. Although he only scored 17 points against Jokic and Embiid, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> that is crazy throw out. That is crazy for you to just throw that out there. You said, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him, though. I'm proud of him. But, 
he only dropped 17 points against Jokic and it That is crazy. Um, I do want to give credit to the Lakers um defense because they really frustrated Tyrese. Yes. Um, the teams with the hedges. I don't understand why they kept calling for screens if you knew they was gonna double it every time. And then and it wasn't like they weren't getting an advantage out of it. They were getting the four on three every time. It was just the guy that was in the, the roller spot couldn't make the right decision. And then when he did, the the rest of the team couldn't make shots. Aaron Neesmith has some moments. Obi Toppin has some moments. Eight four three, baby. But Miles Turner had a horrendous performance. Mm. Like he was bad, like couldn't make a shot, fouling on defense. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, this is not like and they would get the ball, like him and Isaiah Jackson would get the ball. And instead of going straight up, they would wait, look and see if somebody's behind them, and then they just back up and put it up like this. I'm like, you seven foot. Dunk that jump. Or at least go up with a strong layup. Like they was going up so soft. And it reminded me a lot of the Jared Allen uh series against Philly a couple years ago when they was in when they was in Brooklyn. Yeah. The way that he showed up in that, it was just like you that big, you that strong, you that tall, and you playing like that. It's just crazy. And I feel like at a point, Miles Turner just – he didn't have the confidence that he needed to make certain plays. And going into the game, I want to say, like, earlier that day, there was a Woj report saying that the wings were looking – the wings. <laughs> the Pacers were looking for a big wing. um, Not necessarily like an all-star level wing, but, like, somewhere in that realm. But like like an OG Ananobi, which would he have changed the outcome of the game? Maybe. But it's not like now going into the game, I'm like, nah, you know, they they you know they got a they got a little squad, they run it. After watching the game, yeah, they definitely need somebody else there. Yeah. I mean, because they, they got close towards the end, like that third end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, like they got yeah. close to home, and like Braun and AD was like, no. And it, they can't get stops. Yeah. Like, I guess like, a team where you got someone as experienced as LeBron, knowing how to, you know, control the pace of a team, knowing how to, you know, being that they were up already. Like, I could have seen if paces were up and they got a little lax, but they got up. I went, listen, they, they brought the game in within, like, single digits. I want to say within five. I got went to, went to my went to the kitchen, grabbed a snack. Dad stopped me on the way back to my room, talking about whatever. <laughs> and I come back, I see the Lakers up 10, like 10, 15. I was like, yo, I go get a set for two minutes. I can't hold what what happened. Can't defend. Yeah. yeah. Um but- overall, shout out to the Lakers. Congratulations to the Lakers. Um, like I said, I think this whole them. Ho- hoisting a banner will add some significance to the in-season tournament because it's like, all right, this matters for something. This equates for something, you know. Um, I forgot who made the point of whoever wins should have an automatic playoff bid. I think I think it might have been Tyrese Halliburton. So. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was Halliburton as well. Um, I would like to see that. I mean, I don't think that would be wrong. That would make. Play- I feel like many teams play do that. One seed though. You have to just get you have to you have to clinch a six like a top six seed. Yeah. Not necessarily like you you clinch like your- if you have the edge, like if you're in a play if you're a seventh, 
then you get bumped up to six, and then you have to play in the play-in or something. But like, there should be a playoff incentive, but not nothing to where they don't have to do anything the second half of the season. Right. So you you can't win this in season tournament and it'd be a lottery team. Right. Like that's like at the Pistons winning in season tournament. They're the worst team in the league right now. That's all. That's why I said that. Yeah, it was real fun for for what three games. I was thinking about that earlier today too. I was like, damn, because who brought up the boy? Twenty game, twenty game losing. Somebody brought up K cutting him. I was talking to. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, the boy was good for a little minute. But I mean, like, they started losing a lot. I'm just like, nigga, it was good for three games. <laughs> they showed the promise. They were two and one. And now they're two. They were hype. It was a lot of hype around them because it was like, oh yeah, Kate is nice. Jalen Duran is pretty good. Uh, uh got Thompson twin a sword. Like them boys are gonna be good. Monty Monty Williams is gonna be coaching them. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Monty Williams gotta go, bro. It might be a time for a real conversation about Monty. Not playing Jay Ivy, not playing Osar Thompson for both for Bojan Bogdan. What are we doing? You lost twenty straight. What you got to lose? Literally. Literally, what, what, you you lose? what you got to lose? You've been losing games anyway. Yeah. They are two and twenty, and they are down fifteen with three minutes left against the Pacers. So two and twenty-one. Buns. Like you've lost twenty straight games. Twenty. God, bro, they couldn't. You bro. Got, they got blown out by the Wizards. I was about to bring that up. Yeah. They got blown out by the Wizards. And the Wizards ain't won a game since then. They on another losing streak. They get they, bro. I almost said something crazy, but the score is eighty-eight to one thirty-two. They about to lose by fifty. Fifty. Me eighteen, ladies. Like it's a lot of good teams in the league. It's some bad teams in this league, bro. Detroit and Washington. There's no way you should be this bad. There's just no way. No. no. Two wins oh, no. in 20 games is crazy. That's terrible. But all season, I mean, not all season, in season tournament, man, really delivered. Look forward to the next one. Um, Like I said, it's a perfect time because this is a time where not a lot of people are paying attention to NBA. Um, You know, Christmas time, everybody tunes in, obviously, because that's what's the only sport on for the most part. Um. And then you got All Star break, people tune into, and then leading up to the playoffs, and then you got the playoffs and the finals. So, yeah, um, some people were talking about how it was rigged that the Lakers won it. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I don't really, I, I don't really try to give that any attention. Like, I mean, Lakers are a good team. Like when they're serious, when they have all the players. LeBron is in Bromo, like AD is there, like they're serious, like they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Like how quickly are people to forget? And they were a playing team. Playing team made it to the Western Conference Finals last year and will lose to the eventual champions. Like they're a good, they're a good squad, and and it's not like they were in a cupcake division either. Like they had to play against the the Sun. They played against the Suns like three times already, and they had to play against the Suns. In this division, they went undefeated in their group and went undefeated on their way to the championship. So, shout out to the Lakers, man. Um, I don't think it was rigged, but I think it definitely does help 
the in-season tournament case that the Lakers wanted, or were at least in it in the knockout stage or in these games, because you know Lakers are probably the biggest fan base in the NBA. They are the biggest fan base in the NBA, and you want people to watch, tune into this. Lakers win it. I mean, not win it, but it, it would help that the Lakers were in it. It would help that the Lakers were in it because you got a lot of people that's going to travel. What I want to say it's like four hours, six hours, or whatever to 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 Las Vegas from LA. Travel to LA. I mean, travel to Las Vegas for this one game. Game was sold out. It was basically a, a like the Staples Center in there, bro. It was basically a Lakers home game there. I think people from Indiana coming to Vegas for the weekend. It'll cost way more to do so. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying distance wise. I'm saying distance wise. Because remember how we talked about, huh? Indiana is that far from Vegas? It's not far. It's not as close as LA is to Vegas. It can't be no more than like a six, seven, seven hour drive, something like that. No, Indiana is like what Midwest ish. Las Vegas ain't that far west. Let's look at a map. It is that far west. Let's look at a map. Cause why you think Kansas is like, yeah, I want to be close to home or closer to home, whatever. Who? Kansas. She's like, I want to be close to home. Yeah, Las, bro, Las Vegas is right next to LA, bro. Look, you got. Look at the map. I, I know where they are. I'm just saying, Indiana's uh, here. And you got LA here. They ain't that far from each other. Yeah, now, Indiana- all the way. Over here, Indianapolis is right right in between what Illinois and, and Ohio. Yeah, that's right there. But in proximity to, to Las Vegas? But I feel like they you knew once in a matter of a weekend, you think it'd be easier for people from Indiana to get to Las Vegas than it is from for, for Los Angeles people to get to I Las Vegas? I didn't say it was easier, I just said they're still capable of getting. I mean, anybody's capable of, doing, of, of traveling, yes, but the means of travel, like, it's quicker for me to get, just like how the Greenville region, when we went to the Sweet 16, March Madness, how the local teams, it's like South Carolina being there, basically. South Carolina and the Greenville region, it's like this. The Lakers playing in the NC tournament in, in Las Vegas. Their fans going to travel because it's easier for them to travel there. Just like how the fans... Of the teams in the southern states that were closer to Greenville travel there. You think Lakers would you deep. think fans wouldn't have traveled if it was in Atlanta? Lakers fans are all over. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying though. Lakers fans for one, Lakers fans are all over. For two, Lakers Los Angeles is close to Las Vegas. So it wasn't that far of a travel if they if any of them had to travel. Is what I'm getting at here. But you also like when you first said it, you made it seem like Indiana people are not going to Vegas. They're going to Vegas, yes. There were Indiana, Indiana Pacers fans there, yes. But it's not likely that if you're going to run it, you're going to run it to many Lakers fans before you run to Indiana Pacers fan out in Vegas that weekend. I'll tell you that. Because look, they played against Milwaukee for one, they weren't favored against Milwaukee, to be honest. They were not favored against Milwaukee. And they're definitely not, they weren't the favorite against the, the Lakers either. So a lot of them probably didn't travel, probably didn't go to these games. 
after they beat Boston, I feel like Indiana fans felt like they really had a chance to win that shit. I mean, after they beat Boston, yeah, they punched their ticket to Vegas. And yeah, it's safe to say, yes, they got a chance to win the whole thing now because they don't have to worry about a team like Boston. But I'm saying, though, it's like they probably were in Vegas and probably planned to game, go to the first game against Milwaukee. Now, how they probably plan to stay to go to game two against the, the Lakers, so be it. But I doubt there was a lot of – I thought that in their plans, I doubt if you were to ask any Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacer fan at the beginning of the season, not season, beginning of the week last week, hey, what's your plans this weekend? I don't think they have Vegas. Them booking a trip to Vegas as part of their plans this weekend. For a Laker fan, they can call out go to Vegas. Call out of work, drive to Vegas. Matter of fact, it's a Larry June song, Trip to Vegas. But it's like people do that though in LA. People in Cali just go, they go to Vegas just on a weekend trip. That's a weekend trip for them. For people in Indiana, you gotta book that trip in advance. This is what I'm getting at here. So yes, T-Mobile Arena, damn well should have just you you could have you could have told me that was Staples Center. I'm sorry, not Staples Center. Crypto.com arena, and I wouldn't been able to tell the difference. I was about to say something. Yeah. Never mind. Anyways, man, shout out to the in-season tournament, bro. Can't wait for the next one. Uh, Hopefully, it delivers just as much as this one has. I think it will. I think this will be something that players do care about. And, you know, as long as their senses are good, um. Some players were able to double their salaries. Some of the two-way players that were on the Lakers were able to double their salaries, so that's great. Um, and, yeah, man, I just think it was good for the game, you know, good for NBA basketball. Because, I mean, I don't say now you go back to regular degler, but it kind of is a regular period. Mm-hmm. Christmas, But it's like it's something every month, basically. Now, first month, in-season tournament, like kind of leading into, like, December – and then you got end of December, January, All Star race. People trying to vote, get All Star vo- votes and stuff, whatever. And then you got All Star in February. After All Star in February, it's like, all right, now you got players like going crazy, whatever, playing playing well, trying to get a playoff spot, fighting for playoff spot, play, play, fighting for playoff position. And then you got the playoffs, playing games, playoffs. So on and so forth. So, yeah. Um, I don't know though. I mean, I feel like it. This has potential to be something really special. Like, I think what it did was show us more mm-hmm. about the young talent that we don't get to see on a regular basis. So. And then the young young teams have been winning recently too. Like you got the Magic that were in a tie with the Celtics, and I still I'm still kind of salty about that. Not for the net sake, but just for the sake of the whole point differential thing. But you got the Magic that was in a group with the Celtics in the in the in the um, Nets, and they're all tied, three way tie, whatever. And it came down to points. 
and they gave Boston not like they gave Boston this game on purpose. It's just how the schedule fall. They gave Boston a game against the, the, the Bulls, who are dysfunctional at this moment. And basically, it's like, all right, win the game by as many points as you can, and you can get in. That's a fact, though. I mean, I felt like – I mean, Boston's a good, good team, yeah, but Boston lost to the Magic. So I'm th- I thought tiebreaker would have just been the win and losses, you know, first tiebreaker. Magic had the tiebreaker over Boston, and Brooklyn had the tiebreaker over. I mean, but see, that's why the Brooklyn beat Magic, Magic beat Boston, Boston beat Brooklyn. So right, and these both, then we're not having this conversation. I guess I guess you had to go to the point system there, hmm. but I think that's the only group that had a tie like that though, because so. the Kings won. Kings won outright. Yeah, but they. They could have they could have lost by what eight and still made it. Still made it, yeah. Because a point differential. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I thought a team like the Thunder would have <clears throat> would have won. I would have liked to see that. Like a tournament that they would have been really good in. Yeah. But I yeah. think that's the thing. Okay. I think that's another thing about the tournament being so early is it's hard to, like, it's hard to really get a gauge on what that would look like later in the season. Or, like, yeah. even even if, like, the game started now. I don't know. It just it, – it was – I don't think it was bad time. I just think, obviously, other teams, you know, hit their stride differently or at different times. Like, some yeah, teams <laughs> start out the season quick. Some teams start out the season yeah. slow, have slumps. Like a Denver team having a slump right in the middle of or Dylan, it, worked, or it worked out with everyone else that you didn't have to play Denver. Yeah. The but it just was this. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Speaking of the, the Thunder, man, Thunder have been a great team to watch. Just been a great team in general. Um, they're showing everybody they're for real. Never overtime victory against the the um the Warriors. Never OTW against the Warriors. Uh chat posted <laughs> them boy getting like getting lit and said mom made pizza rolls. That was hilarious, bro. Them being a newer franchise, being that they've been a franchise for what less than 20 years now. I want to say, what, 2008, so 15 years now, 15 years. They've been a franchise, and for them to have something like that keep going, like, that's, like, just their thing. Like, the next generation kept that going. I'm glad to see. I don't know how long it's going to go for, but I'm glad that this team is bringing back that kind of feeling. Like, yeah, we're a young team. We don't care who we're going against. Like, we're going to give y'all our all every night. Like, we're we're a title contender. Whether y'all believe in us or not, we're a title contender. It's what they're telling everybody. Like, I believe that a lot of players in the league and a lot of teams in the league, they want to give you your all, give you their all and believe that their team is a championship contending team, whether they're not playing – whether they're playing for a contender or not, they still believe that we can somehow find a way, claw our way out of this and make it to the championship. That's why a lot of people liked the Sacramento Kings last year. You know, the Kings were a great team. I mean, they're still a good team now. 
but like they, you know, put themselves on the map last year. Everybody was saying like the beam. They won a lot of games last year. They made it to what second round? They lost in the first round. Of... Lost in the first round to the Warriors, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then the Warriors played the um... Lakers. Oh, that was that year. Yeah, they lost to the Lakers in the second round, and then the Lakers lost to Denver. Sacramento lost last year. I don't know why I thought I don't know why I thought the Warriors played. No, the yeah, the Warriors went to the finals. They played against the the um Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies and the Nuggets with no or no Jamal Murray, no MPJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I like the attitude from the young teams that feel like they're just as good as the teams with the established players on them, you know? Like, that's something I can root for. So, shout out to the Kings, shout out to the Thunder, shout out to the Wolves. I'll see y'all. The Magic. They're getting it. They're getting it. They had three seed in the East right now. How they getting there? But everybody else is there. You see them, but you they get there. Listen, last year with the with the what you call it with the Kings, it took a lot of time for people to see. All right, this team is for real. That's because y'all chose to want to do that. Y'all, y'all be people want so badly for people to prove to them that they are what they are. Or right, what they did just last year, the the damn. Um, Jazz had a great start to the year last year. Did they make the playoffs? You trying to say that the Magic or the Jazz? No, but I'm saying don't get fooled by a good record at this point in the season. Was was either of us on here talking about like talking? None, about of, the us, none of us was there here talking about that. No, but I'm saying no. Nobody was really talking about the Jazz like that. But I'm saying that the Jazz had a great start to the season last year, and we so knew what like, eleven and two or some some crazy. They started off the season on ten, and, and they. And, and then they fell back to earth. And we knew that was coming. This is All different. Right. Oh, okay. 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 This is actual growth. They they have two all-star level players. Yes, they have two all-star level players. They can draft well, yes. What did they have? What did they have last season besides Lori Marketing? Who the Jazz? Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olenek was their second and third best player last year. Walker Kessler was a rookie. But they were eleven and two or something. Because like teens was like, oh, they not they they terrible. Because teens, let's be real, going into that season, everybody thought they were gonna be the the worst team in the league last year. Teams went in the games like, oh, they not gonna do nothing, and they came out and they was shooting shooting on all cylinders. This is complete. Like the Magic ain't even playing really good offense right now. It's the defense. The defense is something that you can. You can hold on to like, oh, this ain't just, this ain't just a one. They got the Cavs have ninety two points with two minutes left in the fourth quarter right now. That's defense. It's not just oh, we high scoring and we running teams up. They locking teams down. That's their brand of winning to win basketball. And Paolo and Franz, they still averaging some of the same numbers they were last year. So imagine if they start 24-25. That's when the offense will take a jump. And they've been doing this without Wendell Carter Jr. and Markel Fultz. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. 
Well, see, Tariq, this is why you here to bring up those facts. Oh, y'all lame as hell. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a lot of people. I haven't seen a lot of people high on the magic the way you are high on the magic. But you providing that, this is why we talk. This is why we have a podcast to read. This is why we bring this this stuff to light. Who was high on the Kings? Not a lot of people were high on the Kings last year until end of the season. Until they were solidified a what? Three seed? But I came on here almost every show last year. Hey, they diss an offense. They diss an offense. They diss an offense. They top scoring in defense. Top scoring offense. Top scoring offense. If they can get some stops on defense, blah, blah, blah. Then when they get to a certain point, like, oh, they might be for real. Oh, they might be. Like, if they ain't running to Steph Curry, they'd have been in the second round. And they matched up with the Lakers pretty well. They could have been in the damn conference finals last year if the matchups go differently. They get the Grizzlies instead. They they got a real chance of winning that shit. But, hey, I just – be watching basketball. That's all. I just I have opinions. That's it. No, go ahead. Provide. Listen, like I said, that's why we have a podcast to talk about this stuff, bro. Like people tune into us to learn and listen, like to see what's going on. Like they don't tap in and watch the stuff that we watch. They don't. So they talk. They they watch us because we talk about it, or they do watch stuff that we watch, and they see how we articulate it. Therefore, yes, go ahead. Talk about and bring in, like the stats, because this is what we here for. I don't even need the stats. They showing y'all. Every, they showing y'all. Yes. They showing y'all night and night. You want a nine game win streak? Yes. And they beat some impressive after teams. that. You want? They want some. They beat some impressive teams after that. I mean, during during that win streak, yes. They got some impressive wins. Amen. They're good. I mean, they well, like I said, I'm just not ready to call them contenders yet, bro. That's all. I'm not. I'm well, not. Next three games, call them contenders their, games Boston, Boston, their next three games are Boston, Boston, Miami. That'll tell us something. I didn't say they're contenders, but you can't say that the Thunder, um, Timberwolves, and uh. What you say, and the Kings are just way above them. I mean, they've been getting close the last couple of years and making the playoffs. They just take that, they took a crazy step, took a crazy Orlando, had, Orlando had a really good end to the season last year. They last 25 games, it was really good. No, I, I get it. Yes, yes, it's like, like was rookie the year last year. Franz Wagner was one of the best rookies in his class. It, it yes, I get it, I, I understand it, but. I'm just saying, based on what I've seen, based on how how I've what I've watched from the Timberwolves, from the Thunder, I'm higher on them than I am on the Magic. Just saying, that's just Which me. Is fair, they should still be in that same young team on the rise combo. Okay, yes, yes, yes. All yes. I'm saying, yes. You need three. Say, I'm just not as quick to say that as you are. I said Thunder. I said Thunder Timberwolves. And then that's when you was like the magic. Yeah, they gotta at least be in that conversation. I, I, said, I said the Kings too. I was like, all right, so I was saying 
these are teams that have that energy. Like, yeah, we can win a championship. So. All right, cool. Um, Let's see. Y'all about to sell this game away. You said what? I said Miami about to sell this game away. We should have been one. Oh, I forgot to even tell. Hold on, bro. Um. All right, so Stephen A. Smith had a lot to say about Zion Williamson. A lot of people had a lot to say about Zion Williamson. So much so that it became a topic for the in-season tournament, which I felt was stupid because <laughs> – I don't know, man. What do you think about this whole Zion Williamson thing? I think it's stupid and it's lazy. I think people just want to say Zion is is this and Zion is that. Like at a certain point, why don't we just let the dude be him? Like if he want to play it that way, if he wanted to be that, like let him. We don't need to get like call this man names call him out his name, all kinds of stuff. And we don't know this man person. We don't know what this dude struggled with. We don't know his eating habits. We, we don't know what his body's like. We don't know what his family history is like. Like so many things go into this kind of stuff in black families and in black households for people to just come out and be like, yeah, he fat. Like y'all don't know this man's whole life. Y'all don't know nothing about this dude. What does Stephen A know about Zion Williams? Not a fucking thing. All he knows is he can dunk. That's it. He doesn't know him from a can of fucking paint. But he gonna walk out here and say whatever he want. And then if somebody says something back, I'm just calling it how I fucking see it. I'm just calling it how I see it. We walk out and be like, yo, Stephen A got a big ass forehead. Then we wrong. Stephen A was fucking Stephen A was overweight over the last couple years. He went on set, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lost the weight. That's cool. Nobody was calling you fat when you was over when you was on set overweight. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we calling other grown men fat? Because they ain't do exactly what you wanted them to do. Who told you to put expectations on him? That's you. That's your fault. You're like, oh, yeah, Zion's supposed to be this. To who? To you? Zion has been an all-NBA level talent every time he stepped on the floor. Name a time where he stepped on the court and he hasn't been one of the best players in the league. He hasn't. He's averaged 25 on great efficiency every time he stepped on the court healthy. But everybody always want to talk about wait, 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 wait. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, like, they still can't stop him. They can't guard him. I don't know, man. I don't know. In the in the I, seasons that he played, he's been an all star. Not his first year. He didn't play that many games. He only played twenty four games his first year. But last year he was an all star. Year two he was an all star, and he can definitely be an all star again this year based on his numbers. He's, he's easily gonna be awesome. twenty-two points, twenty-two points, four point eight assists, five rebounds. Yeah, he be he be all star. It's just a lazy take, man. Especially with somebody like because it's, it's somebody like Stephen A. Stephen A. Don't even watch basketball from night to night. He even said he right. just did who he played for and couldn't name him. He doesn't even watch basketball. Oh, he's he about said, to bring that up. He literally said it's football season, so he's not watching. So why are we listening to what he's talking about about basketball? Why? Because he'll ask me in. This complex says he's the second most entertaining. He don't know what he's talking about. 
He named certain players like, yeah, oh yeah, I guess they kind of, I guess they kind of nice. I can name the fifth player on Orlando. He'd be like, who that? I can tell you, hey, Mo Wagner having a really good season this year. Man, nobody try to hear Mo Wagner. Why would I listen to him? I'm tired of talking about, bro. I'm not even about to do this no more, bro. I'm tired of talking about these type of dudes that don't watch and then get on this big-ass platform and call people names and say, oh, this dude ain't this and this dude ain't that. What was Stephen A? People like talk about skip, skip numbers in, in uh, basketball. Look at Stephen A's. What he was doing. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Shit, stupid, man. They make a D one. It's his his career got a lot of the D one that was still trash that ball. His his career got hurt by injury. I didn't heard a lot of niggas say that shit. I can say that. Anybody can say they got oh you know my I had a bad back I had a bad knee I had a bad ankle like. It wasn't. It wasn't. Point, it wasn't the two point two points that that Skip Bells was averaging on JV. I don't care what it was, but him to be out here just talking about people like just that he don't know, just crazy. It's just wild to me. I think it was wild too, though, because he was like he was talking about different headlines for his show, upcoming show, whatever. And one of he was like, "Oh, this that this that and that Zion is fat, like." Come on, man. Why are you worried about another man weight? Like, as another grown, as a grown man. As a grown man, why are you worried why about another man? Why is that a topic on your show? Like, you you supposed to be talking hoops, talk, talking ball. Like, you talking about what he's eating? Talking about he he eat the whole table? <laughs> oh, I ain't gonna lie. That's a crazy, that's a crazy bar. <laughs> he said, he, they say he can eat the whole table. What? Nah, and like, I hate the whole narrative around Zion being like this fat guy in hoop. Like, no, he's not that. Like, they talk about Zion like he's... I don't even know. But because, yeah, he did gain a little... He did gain a little weight. You know, he doesn't have the same physique that he had at Duke. I get it. But he's still good at basketball. He can still jump out the gym. Still do the damn things that he needs to do to win for his team to succeed. I mean, granted... I do think think I do think things change if he's not in New Orleans because there's been a lot of rumors saying that he doesn't want to be in New Orleans, or whatever. And then him talking about this year, like, oh, I'm trying to buy in. You don't say that out loud. You don't say that out loud. But I don't know if he's in a different organization. I mean, Pelicans are tenth right now, twelve and eleven in the year. I mean, they got time to turn around. They're still in playing position, but I do think things would be different had he been in like Houston or like uh Dallas. Oh no, like Toronto, Atlanta. Like if he was on any like those teams or something, I feel like things would be different because of the runners that Zion has had with the Pelicans, you know? But yeah, I just think this is just lackluster for Stephen to talk about not even, not even Stephen A. It's other people too. Stephen A. is the spearhead here, but many people talk about how Zion is big. It's not even an issue. I mean, it's only an issue because people want to make it an issue. But the kid is still good. Kid will still probably be an all-star this season. Like, what are we talking about here? If you want to critique him, critique him about what he's doing on the court. Yeah, but he can't because he doesn't fucking watch the games. Mm. He watched one game against the Lakers. 
if you ask him how many other Pelicans games he watched this year, he'd probably say two, if that. If that. So I mean, why? So why do we give this man the platform to be able to say whatever the fuck he wants? Just because he's on ESPN and he's on first take. I know he worked his way up. But yes. once you get to that point, you got to keep working that fucking hard. You can't just not do that shit. You mean to tell me he watched every NFL game? Fuck no, he don't watch every NFL game, man. He don't work that hard. Oh, I'll be having all the games up. Nigga, stop lying. If I say you name the three starting receivers on the Houston Texans, will he be able to? Name me the DBs for Cleveland Browns. He wouldn't be able to. So why, why is this dude's word gospel? Why people see what he say and be because like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Four letters. Nah, bro. He's four letters. And then he'll be one and he'll be one dude to come on and be like, Yeah, you know, I'm always with my brothers. You know, I always work with my brothers. No, you not. You worse than skip when it comes to some of this shit, man. You a black man putting out other black men to get money to make money. How that make you how that make you real? Where in that are you standing up for your brothers? Putting on for your brothers. He think because he bring on Kenny Beecham and stuff like that and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm rocking with the young group. No, you not. He not. Oh, man, bro. I'm, oh, my gosh. Like, I just don't understand it, man. I really don't. I really don't understand how people in their mindset, in their in right mind, be like, yeah, I'm going to get on my podcast my big old platform call this dude fat and I'm gonna make that the headline of my show you don't leave the show and be like damn I was kind of bugging like what was I thinking he's double down miss that's the problem that that'd be the problem too though yeah when somebody snuff him then they wrong because if I'm Zion I see that man in, I see that man at all-star weekend he getting dropped because somebody that talked like that don't bring no security around you and walk like that. Nah, stand 10 toes on what the fuck you said. Keep your security over there and we're going to run it up. Who fat now? Straight like that. Somebody say some shit like that about me. <laughs> it's smoke. Because clearly you don't give a fuck about me. You don't give a fuck about respecting me. So why should I care? <laughs> That's just facts. That's a fact. Somebody say some crazy shit about you. <laughs> That's you a fact. Well, I'm, not gonna let it, I'm not going to let it slide. I'm sorry. I'm just All not right, going to let it slide. Yeah, a no. dude do it on a national no, platform? I'm going to catch, catch him in traffic, you know? A dude do that on a national platform and you think nobody want to... Come on, bro. Come on, man. That's That shit, that shit ain't right, man. Yeah. That shit ain't right, man. At all. That shit is not right. We talk about people getting bullied all the time in schools. And, all this shit. and you got dudes doing it on national television. Weekly bullying people because they feel like they can't be stopped. Stephen A don't get suspended. Skip don't get suspended. Skip been talking crazy about Ron since he was fucking 18. Nothing, nothing, no repercussions, nothing. How is that shit right? Because they got a certain platform, they able to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Man, you know what I saw today? <laughs> I saw. 
a thumbnail and it was like, oh, skip um recaps Bronny's um debut. I was like, I'm not watching that, bro. I already know what that's about. <laughs> he about to make money off that. Like, and I, I can understand criticism. You know, like yes, we sit behind our screens, these microphones, and provide criticism, but it's not like attacking someone's character. It's on court though. It's on court stuff. Nothing yeah. we say. I know a couple weeks ago, I was talking bad about Trey Young. I said nothing about Trey Young, the person. It was about his shooting. I said, uh, Trey Young, the player, and how bad he was shooting. Nothing about Trey Young, the person. I don't know Trey Young, the person. But I know Trey Young, the basketball player, when I see him on the court that I've been watching since he's been at Oklahoma. Shit, since he's been in, in high school running things up with, with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. That's how long I've been watching Trey Young. So I say these things. So I I know these things. I, I I talk about what I know. So, and it comes from just talking about what you see. You see, Zion's a little bigger. Yes, he has a bigger build, but to call him fat, it's crazy. Say he's out of shape, it's crazy. I don't know. It's just it. it it's bad. Like this is the bad part about the media that I don't like when they try to kill players' characters. It's why, like, it's part of why I defended Kyrie so much back in the day. Because it's like they were coming for his character instead of coming for the basketball player. Coming for, like, talking about something that they didn't know a lot about. Which is the case a lot of the times with these athletes. And that's why, you know, me and Street film as strongly as we do about some of these things because of the media. And we try not to be that way, being that we're members of the media now. And we're we're emerging members of the media, I should say. Like we don't have a platform as big as those guys, but this building is getting there. And but we still want to be on. We still want to build our platform off authenticity. Authenticity, like built off of you know just principle, rather than building it off of a shock value. Building it off of trying to find a moment building it off of hot takes like members of these big corporations do big platforms do so yeah zion the zion um concerns are concerning to me because why are you that concerned about that it's like james Harden all over again but i mean i get it though they you supposed to come into camp in shape you supposed to come in on, on your game and stuff, but it doesn't seem like Zion's out of shape. I know people raised the question if he was out of shape, but I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. I mean, could he have had a better performance in the tournament game? Yeah. But I don't know. I just think people saw one version of Zion and thought that was going to be the version of Zion they were going to get. But he's had a couple of injuries. Yeah. Um, all right. Regular season play is back. Trying to think of what else. Ain't really much else to talk about in terms of regular season play. But oh, we're just back to back to the basics. Uh we got Christmas games in a couple weeks. Can't wait for those. Can't wait to just be in front of the TV all day. Hog up the TV. Or no, I'm not even gonna hog a team. I'm just lock myself in my room. Yeah. If you if you need me on Christmas, you don't need me. 
I'm gonna just be watching these in my room. So a couple weeks away from that. Probably preview that as we get closer to it. Um oh tearless. Goodness. Yeah. What is the tearless for this week, Tariq? So uh you got a good one. Yeah, especially for you. I know you're gonna like this one. Um so the last couple of days, you know, I've seen some some artists and some other outlets posting certain albums. You know, says I posted SOS is one year. Um, was it uh, eleven years ago? What? Eleven years? No, no, nine years ago. Nine Four years ago. Cold. Nine yeah. years ago. Four dropped. So you're going to put your favorite five, not the best five, your favorite five albums in a tier list. My favorite five albums in a tier list. Yes. Goodness. Regardless of genre. Regardless of genre. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. Your favorite right. five. I got to figure out the five first. Mm-hmm. Figure out the five first. So I know it's going to be a Jay-Z album, but I'm going to only put one Jay-Z album here. Mm-hmm. And that's between Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt. But I'm leaning towards Blueprint. I have way more memories of Blueprint. Blueprint is one of the first Jay-Z albums I, I listened to. And it's RBJD's best album. So I could say I'll say Blueprint. Um <clears throat> all right, so Blueprint. Um Trap Soul. That's another one. I'll put Trap Soul in the mix. That 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 album helped me down through through high school, man. Um just put that album on before I go to sleep. Have some memories of certain songs, just thousand times. Trap soul. That's what everybody started rocking. Dad hats. Everybody had the the Pittsburgh Pirate dad hat or the Nike dad hat. I think it was Bryson Tiller in the bomber jacket. Oh my goodness. Um, September Butterfly. It's my favorite album of my life. Like not not lifetime, but it's like my favorite album of like my time, like my era, like where I grew up in, like. That's gonna be one of the first albums I show my kids. Like, yeah, this is what your father grew up on. To Pimp Butterfly. So got those three. Um dang, I'm trying to really think of two more here. So to Pimp Butterfly, Trap Soul, the Blueprint. I don't wanna do all rap, you know. I wanna show some love of R and B, but I'm trying to really think of what other R and B albums are. There. I mean, you got you got Snow Allegra album. Ugdo feels again. It's one of them ones. I love that album. Love that album. Uh, what other album is there? Brent Fires, F the World. That's a great album. Um, I'm just throwing albums out there at this point. Um, Drake, if you're reading this, is too late or Take Care. One of those two. J. Cole. I ain't even bring Cole in the mix. For me, got to be between 2014 Forest Hill Drive or Born Center. And recently, I, for for a long time, I was one of the in the minority saying that Born Center was better than 2014. I'm starting to think differently now, bro. <laughs> I was like, all right, I think I was, I, I was thinking, I was like, all right, I probably was trying to be too, trying too hard to have a hot take here. 
But Born, I mean, Born Sinner is a damn good album, though. Damn good album. I felt like J. Cole was a little hungrier on that album than he was in 2014. 2014 has a little more, like, I don't want to say pop, but, like, a little more, like, radio appeal, like, mainstream appeal than Born Center does. So, um, you got Kanye. I know you're not a big Kanye guy, but Kanye pre-Yeezus. You got My Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy. You got graduation, late registration, um, college dropout, 808. Really trying to think what the last two albums are gonna be though. Um Gotta throw Sean in the mix, Detroit album, Dark Sky Paradise. Those are some albums I I listen to a lot. That's not Paradise is that one. Um I'll listen to a lot of old Mac Miller today. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Listen to a lot of old Mac today. Um, Schoolboy Q got a couple, couple bank, couple heaters. Blank face, tough, tough, top to bottom. That's a great album. Um, I'm not as you can tell. I'm not a big R&B guy. I'm starting to get more as I'm getting older. I'm starting to listen to more R&B. Get to more R&B. Uh, Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby. It's one of the ones. Summer Walker. Last day of summer, over it. Those are some of the best, but her best work. Um, what was it? What's the last album called? Mm. She dropped after over it. Was it like too over it or something like that? Still over it. Still over. Okay, still over. It. Yeah, that was it was good. Um. Kalani got some heaters. Her. Heaters. Uh, you got Miguel. You got The Weeknd. I'm trying to really think of my last two albums to put in my top favorite, top five favorite albums of all time. Um. Oh, okay. Four, Midnight Marauders. Don't know why I, I waited too long for that. That's one of my latest vinyls that I got when I was on the hunt for, for a little minute. I mean, it was right in Walmart, but I just didn't feel like spending the money on it. But I found it at a good deal. It was like $13. I'm like, let me grab this. So, yeah, got that on vinyl. And then, I guess I think I had thrown up an R&B album in here. The only R&B album I got in here is, you know what? I'm going to throw Chris Brown first album in here. Chris Brown first album, top to bottom, that's a classic. But I don't know. So tier, tier one, I'll put. No, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I feel like it's another album better than that one. Though. Uh, what is gonna be the fifth album? Uh, damn. So blueprint, blueprint, the pimp butterfly, trap soul, midnight marauders. You could put, I ain't gonna lie, Rodeo? That's a crazy album, top to bottom, bro. Uh, um, I don't know. I kind of want to throw Joey Badass in the mix, but see, this is a newer album. 2000 is, the, is a newer album. It came out, what, 
last year, year before last. But it's still a newer album to me as far as putting on this kind of talk. You know, I haven't really lived with it the way I live with these other albums. Um, now, 1999, that's an album that I've kind of lived with, but I don't know. Um, no, I'm not the biggest Wayne guy, so I only got Wayne in my top five albums. Well, I don't got any of Wayne's albums in my top five albums, but he has some albums that can be top five worthy. I'm not the biggest Wayne guy, you know that. I didn't actually. Really? I mean, I, I, know, I, mean I, I know you don't talk about him a lot, but I wouldn't tell you, yeah, I'm not the biggest Wayne guy. I'm like, I, I like Wayne, I respect Wayne, but. It's a lot of niggas you name for you to not be a Wayne guy. That's kind of crazy. Just not, bro. Like, I don't know. Wayne is good. Wayne is good. Like Carter, uh, which my Carter, Carter four, Carter three, Carter series. Honestly, bro, oh, and the Carter fathers. Mm. No ceilings. No yeah, drought series. Doggone um dedication tape. Yeah. Look a lot of TPI. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne went on a crazy run. Lil Wayne, listen. I give Lil Wayne his respect, proper respect. He's top five all time, in my opinion. But is he in my personal top five as far as like albums that he's made? I don't think any of his albums crack my personal top five. Fair. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I kind of want to throw. I kind of want to throw Watch the Throne in there. I even want to throw Watch the Throne in there or my Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy. Or is it my beautiful dark twisted fan? What I always mix that up. Is it dark beautiful or beautiful dark? I think it's in BGTF. Let's see. My beautiful. I think it's my dark. My. Oh, it's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, I kind of want to throw that in there, but I kind of don't. This is taking forever. <laughs> Should have discussed this pre pod. We would have had it done. Nah, it's it's better when you don't know what's coming. Ooh. Right. Ooh, ooh. That takes away from it. Um let's see what albums do I listen to a lot. Oh no, I know the perfect fifth album. Pharrell in my mind. Wow. Yes. All right. So we have Blueprint, To Pimp Butterfly, Trap Soul, Midnight Marauders, Pharrell in My Mind, Gotta Rank Them, Tier List. All right. Tier one is definitely my, uh, um, To Pimp Butterfly. It's numero uno. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to do this for the other four. So To Pimp Butterfly is one. You can put them in three tiers. You don't got to do like a. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not doing it. I'm doing it in tiers, but I'm trying to see how I'm gonna rank them. So I'm trying to think. So the last four is Blueprint, Trap Soul, Midnight Marauders in my mind. Okay. I kind of want to put Trap Soul tier too. I want to put Trap Soul tier two, 
damn, all these albums are so important to me. Like, so important to me. Like, I feel like I'm doing a disservice by putting one of them in the third tier. All right, Blueprint is tier one because that is the first album I remember listening to ever. So, Blueprint, Spring Butterfly Blueprint, I still vividly remember the CD cover in the inside, like the whole CD for Blueprint. Like, that was literally, like, one of the first memories of music is the Blueprint album. So it has to be tier one for me. And Spin Butterfly is just a point album in my life. Best album that I've listened to. My own two ears, probably, arguably. Yeah. Has one of my favorite songs of all time on that album. Yeah, I know certain fans of the show aren't fans of this album or fans of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> that is crazy. Oh man, he caught that man a ventriloquist because you know how he was like he had the puppet at his shows. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "No, I'm not trying to hear ventriloquist, ventriloquist raps." I know, but um, yeah. To to pin by the fly blueprint, the tier one trap soul. I'm gonna say trap soul tier two. And I'll put in my mind tier two too. That means I'm putting Men Number Riders three, which I would hate to do because that was such a that was an album I had on repeat when I did a deep dive in like 90s rap when I was in high school. Almost it was sophomore year. I did like a deep dive in the 90s rap. But yeah. Men Number Riders one of my favorite albums of all time. Chocolate Question, my favorite rap as well. One of my favorite rap groups of all time. So, shouts out to them for the amount of influence that they've had on my life. Recipes of Fife. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put them third. You know, it gotta be somebody. It's just a placeholder. It's just a placeholder. Midnight Raw is just a placeholder. Like they shouldn't be there at third, but somebody gotta be there at third. All right, uh, what other topics we got? Uh, from the from the notes, it's just superstar talk. Oh yeah, I, how can how can I forget superstar talk? So that has been on a lot of people's minds lately, based on you know with the player Tyrese Halliburton, people are calling him a superstar now or saying he's a new superstar. But I don't know. This is only his third year in the league. Um. All-star, yes. He was all-star last year, and he's going to be a perennial all-star for some time. But I, I think it's, I think it might be a little too early to put the superstar label on, on, on Halley. Respectfully. I'm not saying he won't get there. He's going to get there. It's just not right now. Like, it reminds me of, like, early Paul George. And I know that's kind of lazy because they both play in Indiana, but I don't know. Just the play of Halliburton early in his career. Paul George became a star early on in his career. So, yeah. Not mad at that. But, yeah, I I can't put him at a superstar yet. Um, typically, it's playoff runs and longevity yeah. put you in that, that puts you in that category. So, 
Yep. We need a playoff run and then to see another season at least of him doing this kind of these kinds of things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, most definitely. But he is well on his way. He's gonna be an all star this year. Yep. All star starter. Shit. Might be all NBA. Well, should be all NBA. So should be all NBA. Um all NBA is typically a good barometer of superstar level, superstar tier, um, type of player. So um, especially now with it being positionless, so it's gonna be the 15 best players, not just uh, at each position. It's gonna, it's really gonna put um, different players in in the right categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Halliburton, not quite an all star, not quite a superstar, but he's getting there. Um, mm-hmm. I say guys like Devin Booker, obviously, Jason Tatum. Yes. Tatum, multiple time All NBA. Not to the finals. NBA finals. Yeah. Luca, Tatum, Book. Yeah. Now, up and coming superstars, I would say would be Holly. I feel like we talked about Holly Shea, Doggone, um, Ant. Yep. Yeah. Um, If he can stay healthy, LaMelo. Mellow, yeah. Um, you could say Paulo or Franz. Where do you have Ja? Ja, I feel like Ja has reached superstar. Chair. I feel like he, I feel like if he ain't do the dumbass shit he did and, and was playing, which hey, Ja come back next week, baby. December 19th, baby. December 19th, baby. He come. It's about to be paraded in my city all over again. December 19th. December 19th. <laughs> but, no. Nah. Um, I think Job was reaching superstar status or getting there. I mean, he has a signature shoot. There was, there was talks going to do with it, there too. Was, you got to shoot. There was talks about being the next face of the league. I think he's for exactly. sure. Exactly. You possibly really the suspension really hit him hard. They really hit him hard because like, bro, come on, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure him, whatever talk he had with Adam Silver, this is like, yo, the kids look up to you. The kids, you got a shoe coming out. The kids about to have have your shoe, you know, just like LaMelo, because, like, the shoe ain't that expensive. I think his shoe is, like, 120. It can't be no more than 140, 150. But, yeah, I done seen the shoe out in the parks. I done seen the shoe out regular daily wears, just like how I seen the shoe out with LaMelo. The, the cheap sneaker that everybody likes, that's stylish. That is versatile. That transcends well. So, not transcends. Translates well. It's getting late. Translates well with with everybody. So, I mean, it sucks that, you know, he just couldn't get his act together. But I'm glad that he will be returning to the court soon. And I hope that he stays out of trouble. Because... Ain't no use to him not being on the floor. Like, you rather John Morant be out there on the floor than not because you're doing yourself a disservice by having him on your team and he's not out there on the floor. And he's doing a disservice himself by not being on the floor either. So, yep. he should know the position that he's in. Like, I think he's superstar level. He can be that. Like, yeah, I think he, he can – he holds that gravity, you know, like, like that's why everybody was so hard on him for this whole, you know, this stupidity he did. 
Like, everybody was hard on him because of that. Like, yo, come on, bro. What you doing? You about to flush away your whole career, bro. Like, doing this dumb, dumb shit. Like, what's going on here, bro? Yeah. You out here flashing guns and fighting teams and pulling up to the mall. Like, cut that tough guy act out, bro. Like, you you doing the NBA, bro. Come on, bro. You, you done made it out, bro. Like, come on. These kids looking up to you. And you setting a bad example for everybody involved. So, I'm glad that y'all... We'll be returning soon, and I hope that he 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 learns something from this. I hope they able to stay out of trouble, and yeah, just tap into his full potential, because I would hate for John Morant to be like another what if story. Right. So, it's too much talent. It's toe in the line of superstar, because he got hit with a twenty five game suspension. Because if that was anybody else, if that was a random bench player on on the Chicago Bulls, Adam Silver would not have cared. It's fair. I mean, I would say he wouldn't care. I hate to mention his name, but you had Miles Bridges post a picture of of Lean on his story. Talk about his. <laughs> talk about his pink lemonade. <laughs> it got no disciplinary action for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Jaws is a superstar already. I think if he if he didn't get suspended last year, um, because I mean he only got suspended eight games last year, and he still played at all NBA level. I think he just he didn't get it simply because of the off the court stuff. Yeah, uh, without the off the court stuff, he was all NBA last year. So. Oh, for sure. He would be a two-time All NBA player, two-time All Star, um, Rookie of the Year. I think Most he's a he's a superstar. Yeah, I think he's already a. Superstar. Oh, it was crazy. I saw in the TL somebody was like, "I think this is." I think people just tweet things for engagement nowadays. But literally, it was like somebody was like, "Oh, John Morant and Zion Williamson got to be the worst one one and two picks in NBA history." I'm like, "I'm not. We not even giving that no fucking." I'm like no. Both of them boys been in the both of them boys I mean had playoff appearances. Both of them boys are all stars. One one rookie of the year. One most and one most improved. Like no, what are we doing here? It's far worse than these two. We're not giving that no energy, bro. But they they were more so talking, I guess, about off the court stuff. But even then, it's like stupid. Like mind business. We've seen we've seen worse, bro. Definitely seen worse. Um, and then other things of people not knowing ball. Lamarcus Aldridge. People was like, oh, yeah, like when it's Lamarcus Aldridge, NBA legend. Everyone's like, somebody's like, are they tripping with this? Go look at Lamarcus Aldridge, Portland Trailblazers. Just just do yourself that favor. Far before he, he put on a, a, a San Antonio Spurs uniform or a Brooklyn Nets uniform. And he's still cooked in San Antonio. He's still yeah, got a couple. San Antonio, yeah, yeah. All right, like, but- Multiple all star. Watch that Lamarcus was was in in Brooklyn, and that wasn't. I don't want to say washed up. It just wasn't Lamarcus Aldridge, you know. But he was also dealing. He was also dealing with something where he wasn't supposed to play basketball. And he was dealing with heart stuff. Like he retired, came back to the Nets, and then hasn't been playing since. But yeah. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, superstars be what Tatum book. Luca Jaws net combo. 
Um, I mean, of course, you got the superstars of the previous generation, KD, Steph, Harden, PG. Um, PG was a superstar, bro. I'm sorry. PG was a superstar. PG was PG is like top two of my favorite player, like two or three of my favorite players. But it's up and down with PG, man. It it's is up, up and down with PG, yes. But I think I don't know. He's a superstar, man. Um, what do you feel about in this conversation, man? Who? AD. <sighs> Talent wise, yes. Longevity and consistency wise, no. Right. He has the talent to be a superstar, but as he consistently shown to be on the level of a Kevin Durant, a LeBron James, a Joel Embiid, a Nikola Jokic, even a Luka Doncic, even a Jason Tatum. Like if you put if you put him on his own team, how far do they get? How often are they in talks as contenders? And that is a huge thing. I mean, he had the he had the run where him drew um I wanna say Rondo. Rondo was on that squad and they swept the, the Blazers. Yeah. yeah. Um obviously you run into the Warriors and you know your season's pretty much over. But and he was fantastic like he was amazing and like all time level. Um and New Orleans. But the last couple of years, he was supposed to already have taken the reins from LeBron. Yeah. Now LeBron's been trying to give him the key. It's crazy LeBron. He plays with a guy that has superstar potential. Any way to give him the keys and they're just not ready for it. Yeah. Um Kyrie, he's ready to give Kyrie the keys and Kyrie's like, bro, I'm tired of being behind you. I'm leaving. A D Ready to give 80 the keys. 80's like, eh, I don't want it. Honestly. Um, I don't want to say no because he's a defensive player of the year candidate every year that he's healthy. Yeah. One of the best players on any given season. Yeah. He's a top three center in the league. So, yes, but I don't know, man. It's just from night to night, like superstars bring it every single night. And oh. Anthony Davis, like they call that the man. Talent, the talent is there, but the motor isn't always. Like if he played with the same energy and effort every night that he played with against Indiana, yeah. he'd have already won an MVP. In trouble. And it's not like he doesn't have to get forty and twenty every night, but. You have to be like in the realm of being able to do that. Yeah. And B, when he steps on the court, you feel like, oh, he's giving us at least 30 tonight. When Jokic comes on the court, he might give us a 30 point triple double tonight. Giannis yeah. come on the court, he probably dropping 30 tonight. Yeah. When AD, like, ah, he might drop 30. Yeah. He might drop I don't 30. Know what AD he, he might, he might he give us. Know what AD so he's a, he's a superstar. But if it's a tier list, he's near the bottom of the superstar list. And I know that sounds crazy. I would say, I would say that. Like, I don't know. 
depends on how the rest of the season plays out this season. Um, I don't know, he just got to step up in the big games. I mean, yeah, he stepped up in the big game this time, but he's a biggest milestone. But he, I he, earlier, I know these are regular season games. As I mentioned earlier, I, I know these are regular season games. He did only score 17 points against the last two MVP winners in Nicole and Joel B, who are also playing his position. Like, if you can't give the best your best, what's going on? No, Score yeah. second half against against Jokic. He has been very good this year, though. 22-12. He has been very good this year. I'm not going to discount that. Three blocks a game. Like, yeah. He's been, he's been on his shit. But, of course, there's always those nights where you're like, like, big, mm. The season tournament, he was great. 31 and 14, 27 and 14, five blocks, 27 yeah. 15. And then he had the 16 and 15, but that was the blowout game. And then 41 and 20, five assists, four blocks. So when he's playing, when he's playing at his level, when he's playing at the way that we, everyone knows he can, he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. But it's the other games where it's like, eh. But there's been less of those this year. There has been less. He's got one nine-point game, one nine-point game, a 10-point game, a 17-point game. The rest has been – the rest has been more what it's supposed to be. 30, 30, 26, 27, 28. And it's not just numbers. You have to, like – with Anthony Davis, it's, it's mentality when he's on the court. And it's easy to tell – it's easy to see when – he feels um, confident when he's playing with motivation. It's easy to see that. He played with that in the bubble. Uh, and he plays with that at times in the playoffs. I think last year he played with it against Jokic. Jokic just was better. But um, with him, it's always going to come down to mentality and, and being available. He's been available for 99% of the season. Yep. Uh, and it's just going to come down to him doing it for a full season because if he does, he's got a very good chance of winning defense player of the year this year, and he's for sure going to be All-NBA. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Any other topics before we go on out of here? Um. Just want to let uh, Mr. Stephen A. Smith know that tonight against one of the best defenders in the league, if not the best defender in the league this year, uh, Zion has 33-5-2. and two. Oof. That's against Rudy Gobert, who is always in, always in the paint. So, hey. But, hey, what do we know? You know, why not? Why watch the games? Why watch basketball? We can just say whatever we want. That's my last take on that. Word, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Hoodie and the Headband Podcast Show. Just call us as always. Bryce Warner, signing out. Dreaming Dell, signing out. Appreciate y'all.